podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm along. This is Walsh. In this week's episode, we're back to normal post wildcard life. We'll talk what the fuck happened in game week six and look ahead to game week seven. Hi, Adam. Hi, Alon. <laughs> <laughs> Quick PSA. Um, a lot of people tweeted in that their lineups and captains got fucked up because they're using the app and not the website. Just use the website. Make sure your lineup's fine. Just don't fuck around. I didn't know that. That sucks. Yeah, I had to throw that in. Um, okay. Opening question this week, I believe, is from guest Jason from a while ago. Um, <laughs> he asks, if you could be the personal assistant to any manager, who would it be? With an emphasis on personal assistant, like day-to-day life things, nothing to do with footy. Mm, this is a very good question. Very this good was, question. Uh, this is a guest Jason question? Yeah, I think so. I think when we did in-studio pod, he threw that out there and I wrote it down. All right. I think you'll like my answer. It's got to be Klopp. Oh, I love that. Because you get to smoke two packs a day and his, like, probably staying with him in the smoking room at the hotels. <laughs> um, he definitely drinks all the time he has to do. Heavily. And it would probably just be fun. Like, as long as you don't fuck up. He probably would just love you and it would be fun and shit. Yeah, you just have to be like normal and cool and drink yeah. with him and shit. Yeah, that's a good, great answer. I went, yeah. uh, I went with like the more boring but relaxed lifestyle like of Eddie Howe or Ar- Arson Wenger. Just like, Thanks. and he's not married. He has no like young kids to take care of. Of course, of. he's not married. <laughs> yeah, he has no young kids. Like, he, all he does is probably smoke and drink wine and eat like really good cheese and stuff. Like, my, ta- my task will be like, go to the bakery, get me a baguette, like <laughs> get me f- five shots of espresso immediately. Like he's seventy yes. years old; it's an easy day to day. Yeah, he's probably just baguette, red wine, like cheese, and smoking. That's it's it. Good life. Yeah, I have to find the best croissant spot in like every city that we go to. Like, easy. yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, he just I, seems I like he'd be kind of like a twat. You think he'd be a dick? Like, after a while, I feel like he would just not be, like, that fun. Like, he would be, like, a curmudgeon. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Like, is he fun? Like, he's not a fun guy. Like, he's just, like, with he's his smirking. He's fun, and he just but smirks. it would be so funny for me. Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. the shit he just says. Yeah. I like it. Mark Hughes would probably be fun because he's just probably a raging alcoholic. Oh, my God. It's, he like, probably big, big Sam like, style. Yeah, he probably just fucks prostitutes all the time. Him and Arnie go out. <laughs> oh my god. And Boyan. <laughs> and Boyan. And Shaq, all of them. Just fucking running trains. Oh yeah, wait. Hoas. There was that quote where you do, they don't even practice defense. They just fuck yeah. around. Like. Yeah, Mark Wilson, now a Bournemouth defender who doesn't play. Same shit. Yeah, that's a very, very good one. Um, all right, so let's get our wild, cor- wild card postmortem. Yeah, so I can start. I mean, I feel good. I had well, 58. Your, give me like your team for people that maybe didn't see our final lineups. Yeah, for people who don't know, we post our lineups and who we chose to start in the 11 every week on Friday 
on the website called Lineup Lamentation. So if you didn't see that, you didn't see our final wildcard squad. So I have at goal, I have Pickford and Boric. Uh, defenders, I have Kolarov, Matip, Koscielny, Holobos, and Amat. Uh, midfield, Sterling, Mezutzel, Firmino, Antonio, and Darun is just whatever fodder. Um, and then Aguero, Lukaku, Rashford. So I feel pretty good. I don't have too many regrets except for maybe getting rid of Alexis, who just yeah. keeps titting. But, you know, Ozil still had a really good week. and is, Only four points in that right yeah, now. Yeah, Ozil's but. really reliable, and, you know, you could just keep him for a long time. He'll always return. But I got 58 points. I went up like 140,000 places, so kind of back to where I was before the suicidal last pod. And then, you know, my rank's still not good by any means, like 215K, but wildcard team performed well, feels good going forward. Mm -hmm. And points on the bench keep haunting me with the Boric and Koscielny clean, just fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. But that's my third consecutive game week with no cleans, which is just so hard to I join you in that third consecutive no cleans. It's good. It's it's absurd. But it's still the... Difference in points from the plateaus of rank is still very small. Like I think I'm, I'm at like 127k, and I think I'm only like nine points away from like 50k. Yeah. So yeah, I mean you got to. No, yeah. it's so small. The other thing yeah, is like you have you have nine more points than me, and you're like eighty thousand. Yeah, places it's crazy. Ahead. That's why just taking a hit seems like not. Don't know. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, but that is one thing. Also, I was thinking about. And also from last season with the chips, you have to assume that there are a lot, like vast majority of people that are ahead of us probably have used all of their chips. Oh yeah, you can on that. You know that FPL Discovery yeah, site. Yeah. Does it have that? Yeah, it has that. It's like I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but a lot of the people in the top ten k before we even wildcarded had already wildcarded, had already like triple captain, ca- yeah. yeah, yeah, like triple captain Aguero some week or something. So it's like. Yeah, we have those in our back pocket, saving for the double Doubles, double yeah. tits late in the season. Can't That's... wait to triple cap Carol again. It's gonna be great. Oh my god, triple cap fucking Sterling cap. this year. Triple cap knife in my throat. <laughs> but yeah, um, no. So we're sitting pretty good as far as that. So Kolarov was the big rogue. Like when I woke up, I was just like, "What the fuck did you do? You put Kolarov in? Yeah, why? Why did crazy. you? Why are you tormenting yourself in that way?" Yeah, I mean, I still, I just couldn't. I, you know, I fucked around obviously nonstop on wildcard, and I went through a lot of the top teams because I still believe in a strong defense, even though this year that's not happening. But I don't know. I just still just think City will eventually keep some cleans, like. They only have one clean on the year, but they had that Champions League clean, and Kolarov's been played ninety every game except one, and he's been really, really good, and he has some good attacking stats, like good crosses, like, and they're they're just such a force attacking that just not having three city players felt crazy to me, and I couldn't afford getting like Sterling and KDB and Kuhn, so I was like, oh, maybe. Kolarov will get me some cleans and some he'll be part of some attacks when they just score like four or five goals every week. That was my thinking. And I love him, obviously. Yeah, I just, I mean, we talked about the rotation risk there. and Yeah, I think it's pretty minimal, to be honest. I mean... I don't know, dude. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been. 
Because what he's been playing like fucking center back and Stones and Adamendi, and then he plays fullback sometimes. Like what, yeah. what's he doing? Yeah, I mean oh, that. That's, they have so many guys. Uh, yeah, that's but that it. that's fine if he plays ninety every week. I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah. You know, and even when he plays center back, he put they push so far forward that he still gets like a shot and like two chances created. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Also, like we're talking about, he uses subs on center backs for fun. Like that's those are subs that he actually thinks about. Whereas nineteen other managers in the league never think about making a sub on their healthy center back. No, totally. I mean, it's definitely risky. I just I get the feeling. He's been that, playing consistently. He's kind of like Alaba for them, maybe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I get the feeling Jackable that Pep trades. just really, really rates him, like higher yeah. than any other defender. Like kind of the same way he feels about Sterling, where he's just like, I can put this guy anywhere, and he'll like do what I want, and he's quality on the ball. So yeah, I just it's just five five nine steep. It's very, very. I still advising. don't like it. I I really didn't like that pick. That was my only main problem with your team. Yeah, yeah, that's the call. But it's like you have. You did put a lot into defense, I guess. You have like two six million defenders. You have like one five five. So. Yeah, no, I put a lot. We'll there. see how. Yeah, we'll see how it returns. Um, we'll see how it returns. Yep. Yeah, but um, oh, it's all. Yeah, he did. A, he had a good game for you, so that was good. Yeah, he, that he goal. I don't from, know. I don't know how many yeah, times I mean, he's going to score that goal, but no, it I'll was his. It. Only, I mean, his stats were typical. Like that was his only shot attempt and shit. So it's just like, oh god, he's kapoo. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> happy, 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 Kapu uh, blank day today. Oh my god, the best holiday of the year. Yeah, this was incredible to see that happen. I tweeted like when he didn't get that yellow card. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like the ref obviously has him in FPL. Like blah blah. blah. And some people wrote back like, "He got the ball. Like that wasn't a yellow card." And I was like, no, "He had some care. afters. He had afters." Yeah, I mean, I, I'm biased. I don't fucking give a shit. I hope he gets a red card every game. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. All right. Tell me about your squad. Um. So yeah, I mean, same. I had sixty points this week. I went up a bunch, and it's kind of similar to yours. Just like I feel good, but um, I have. So I went even less than you on, on goalkeeper. I went with Pickford, and I put in Nortfelt because Jakubovic was like at ninety nine percent all week to rise. Didn't rise. Of course, Rose, like the day he gets dropped, but I knew he was going to get dropped and I didn't want to suffer price drops to that in that spot. So I just put in someone who no one owns at 4 0 and whatever. So, yeah, so I feel like no that was. Of dropping, basically. Yeah, I feel like that was clever, but it also, I'm not sure if Yakupovich is even going to drop like 0. 0.3 because he's at 4.2 now. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but Pickford, it was good because I was like, yes, I'm going to get all of Pickford's save points and he had zero this week. So I was. You're welcome, everyone else who has Pickford. It was probably because we brought him in. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, I had his Pierce Palace score three goals and he gets one save. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, we were just terrible the whole game and putting nothing on target. And then all of a sudden, like in a 25 minute spell in the second half, we just start scoring everything. So it was a really weird game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like almost like against teams that are mid table or lower, he's worse because they don't. They don't dominate and shoot so much, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a back-and-forth game. Uh, Then defense, I also, I mean, I had Lovren in for a while, but I went when he was supposed to miss the game that night before I saw that news, so I went a little rogue, and I I put Klein in, who I like. I mean, he created the most chances of any defender, I think, this week. Um, I mean, it, it looked like he had... 
I f- like for him against uh, Maddup, for example. I mean, he looks so much better to me after watching that Hall game, and they're playing teams like Hall moving forward. Yeah, I he think you're just, right there. I think he was just on. everywhere. Yeah, he was just everywhere, and he could have had an assist or this and that here and there. So he was I like in like the Klein's, final third the whole game. Yeah, the whole game. Because I mean, why wouldn't he be there playing Hall? Um, I have I got Fuchs in, which is also a little bit rogue. But I just was looking at the fixtures, and I was really looking between like an Everton defender for this spot, and Everton's fixtures just don't look that good. After they have a couple good ones, and then they turn really sour. So Leicester have like really easy home fixtures coming up, so it's a little bit steep to rotate someone that's like five four and Fuchs, but. I feel like he's still going to just be like bonus machine, and they have been good at home against bad teams so far. So I feel like they might still keep clean. So I, I don't know. I like Fuchs. He's a little bit left field, but yeah, he has that run starting on the week eleven where you just start him every week for like yeah. eight weeks or something. Yeah, and I mean again, like with defense, I'm looking at wildcard to try not to spend a transfer on defense for a while, and Fuchs just lined up nicely with the rest of my my back line. So. Oh, we'll see how he does. And yeah. then uh, I have a whole boss like you. He's a good zero-pointer today. He'll probably get banned soon with his fifth yellow. And then my biggest myth of the weekend was my Glenner goal. That did not happen. That should have oh happened. Oh, my God. Dawson, your number one enemy. Uh, and he's in a drop in price tonight. I hope he drops like 50 million fucking price millions <laughs> and he dies. But, yeah, I put Glenner in because I just... Like Hall to rebound, um, I think they're a lot better than what they've shown so far. And um, I mean, they, starting with the West Brom home oh, game last. On. I'm sorry, dude. Someone's ringing my doorbell. Give me one second. Okay. My neighbor just brought me a piece of cake, even though I told her I can't come over because I'm recording a podcast. That's class for you. That's, That's Brooklyn good. hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Glenner, that missed goal sucks, but I kind of like it. I mean, yeah, we both feel the same way about Glenner, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he dropped a couple of times, so he's 4-8. And the fixtures, I mean, he has home Sunderland, home Swansea, home Bournemouth, home Burnley, at Hall, um, and the next you know bunch of game weeks, so... At four eight, and he's clearly good on bonus points as he shown last season, and he's got attacking potential. He just seemed like uh, the missing piece of the puzzle, and he rotated well with the rest of my backline, so I went with him. So I like my defense a lot, and it's it's pretty spread out in terms of fun. So we'll see how they do rotating moving forward. But it's always shitty ass after a wild card to have no cleans from everyone. Yeah, it's just. God, the season's Cleans so have just been insane. Like, yeah, yeah cleans have been so unpredictable. Uh, midfield, I have Firmino and Mane double. So Mane had the goal. I mean, didn't have Lalana or Coutinho, which is a little annoying, but feel happy with both of them. Uh, De Bruyne, uh, the ten points was nice. The injury is not nice, and then Antonio is my fourth mid. So, I mean, we'll get to transfers later, but I don't know what the fuck to do with Ginger Belgian. Uh, we'll figure Thanks, that right. out. Yeah. Yeah, and then I have Darun also four four. I cashed in on Capu's uh, price rises, and since he's just going to be blanking for the rest of the season, I didn't feel the need to keep him. And then same front line <laughs> so as you. Cheeky. 
Nah, fuck them. And then same front line as you with Aguero, Lukaku, and Rashford. I mean, we both dodged bullet, it feels like, going Rashford over Dini. We were texting about that all week. Yeah, but just, I mean, especially since Rashford has home stoke and he just scored again. Like, he just seems so nailed. And watching Watford today was just, have from going from having a draft with Dini, Holobos, and Pereira to only Holobos, I just feel like I ended up so much on the right side of the coin because... If they can't do anything against Burnley, I mean, those are the teams they're playing that are kind of like more defensive minded and can't maybe control the ball. So there's less space or something on counters. I don't know what it is, but Watford still preseason wasn't supposed to be like anything close to good. So we might have dodged, dodged a nice bullet by yeah, kind of going a little bit. Yeah. I mean, also though, on the other side of that coin, I'm kind of pissed off I didn't pay attention to Burnley maybe at home, like going Heaton or something like They've only had a few home games this year. They've now they've two cleans at home, and the other two were like that's that Snodgrass goal in the ninety fifth minute where they should have kept it clean and Swansea week one. Like they feel like the type of team that maybe they can actually do a job at home, even though they have yeah, really bad fixtures coming up. That's the thing is, I mean, I looked at Heaton a lot because he gets a lot of save points. You know, last time Burnley was up and. He's always a shout for bonus points because usually their defenders are so bad at the bonus points. But their next four, like Arsenal, Southampton, Everton, United, like you don't want to start them for any of those. Yeah, nightmare, so, nightmare, nightmare, yeah. nightmare. Yeah, the fixtures are really mixed. And that was the kind of thing where I was looking at I could go Heaton and a 4.0, or I could just have a 4.0 on an equally as shitty team with probably same outlook of like. Maybe they'll keep some cleans at home, and maybe save not. Points, save yeah. point, but like that was you know with Pickford. I'm just granted like you have Boric, so you have good cover and you have a little bit of a rotation thing to think about. But it just seems like it's so unpredictable at this point for cleans that saving the money made more sense to me. But you yeah. can't fault Heaton as a pick, really. Yeah, a yeah. So that's where we stand. We both had good weeks. Yeah. Um, the main thing that I still is a little bit shocking is that none of us, neither of us, had Alexis. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just hard. <laughs> He's so expensive. Most yeah, expensive you can't have everyone. Yeah, you can't get everyone. I mean, I'm happy I at least have Arsenal coverage, which is something we'll talk about when we talk about transfers, because I know you might be looking that way. But Well, yeah. let's talk about it, because I think the two main talking points probably are Arsenal attack and Liverpool attack after this weekend, because that's probably what most people are looking at for their transfers. I mean, City, everyone has Aguero now again, and... Everyone probably is going to have Sterling if they had KDB. That's probably the clearest cut transfer to Sterling. But Arsenal have like four midfielders you could viably get. Um, Liverpool also have four, maybe even five midfielders you could probably get. Um, let's look at Arsenal. I mean, everyone's in different price brackets. Well, hold on, hold let's, on. Let's let's do let's do shout out sponsor and then let's go there. Okay. All right, so I forgot to shout out the, as usual, top of the FMLPL league, which is still Franco C, natural selection. He has a huge lead. He's just going to be top for a while, I think. Really? I haven't even looked at this. What is, what's he got going on? Did he wild card, or is he just hacking? I think he's just fucking killing it. Yeah, he's just cheating. He is fucking... 60. He's he, 57th in the world? Yeah, he's 50 fucking 7th in the world. He took a hit. Mm, terrible defense. Well, this team's like the same as yours. Yeah, it's very similar. Same everything attack except for Benteke instead of Rashford, and then his defense is just like 
bad like everyone's. Yeah, everyone's is bad. But um, mm-hmm. and then okay, let's do sponsor, and then uh, we'll do it. For this week's sponsor, we have a very special guest. Post game speech from the Burnley manager himself, the one and only Sean Dash. <laughs> Okay, I didn't understand a word he said, did you? No, no, nothing. <laughs> That's Sean for you. Um, all right, so let's go back to where we left off with Arsenal. So yeah, Alexis 11, Otsel 9-5, Penn 15 club, like mid-sevens, Theo, same price, and then Awobes, cheap as fuck. Um, it looks like... Logical manager thinking would be that this front four is their best front four, but you can never really trust Wenger to you know keep going with that, especially with the fixture pileup with Perez and his French lover Olivier. What do you think? I mean, it seems like Alexis is a no-brainer, but at the same time, if he drops back as winger again, I mean, that's when he goes on those runs of blanks when he's not as involved. I don't know. I'm still nervous a little bit. Yeah. It might be unfounded, but I I don't know. No, Arsenal's I, doing I feel my head similarly. In. I mean, producer Nate said before we potted that Alexi's the main man and he can't see him being benched in the league, which is definitely promising. Well, he's not going to be. Yeah, but where is he going to play? Like, is, no, but is where he Perez... plays is so important because, as you said, I mean, he can. He still will score a million goals from winger. It's just less consistent, and he's yeah. He's not going to be part he's of every goal. Worth, yeah, and he's not going to be worth the price, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's in the end. That's kind of why I went Ozil for the savings, mm-hmm. obviously. But then, just like starting number ten every single game, no question involved. In like most goals, like he's just consistent like that. But yeah, I mean, anyone who's bringing in Alexis or on wildcard now or has Alexis, I you can't say anything bad about it. I mean, he's been so no. so so good. Last four games, he's, he has four goals and three assists. So yeah, it's been just massive. I mean, yeah. that's what where I mean that's the kind of thing with Ibra blanked, and that was huge for us. But Alexis is the player that's hurting us right now, I think. Yeah, and then he's got he at Burnley, home, Swansea, home, Nilsborough, at Sunderland. So it's fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, he has three double-digit hauls in his last four games. Um, granted, international break's coming up, so we'll see how that does. He was didn't start the game after the last international break. Yeah, Champs League back. and international break. We'll yeah, see. yeah, he gets back late from Chile, but... Um, it's hard to see past Alexis right now. It'll, I mean, he's 11. It's really expensive, but... Yeah, that's the thing. It's so hard to get to him if you're not on wild card. It almost will definitely take a hit, which I don't think is worth it. It's a, Yeah, I mean, in the long run, you have to expect he's going to like wildly outpace Ozil. But four points is a lot. Just When I'm looking at what four points cost in terms of the standings and then... You know the difference—the difference of quality between those players that you're looking at—it's—it's it's just tough to to justify. Yeah, uh, and I mean Otsel, the thing I mean, is, historically, he hasn't really outscored Otso. That's, that's that's true. You know, because but he hasn't also hasn't played striker for a run. Like no, exactly. I mean, if if we could definitively say that he's now their striker, which obviously we can't do, then he's going to be the highest scoring mid in the game probably. Easily, yeah. Um, but we can't say that, and I just don't know. And 
I don't know, Lucas Perez, whatever. But when Giroud is well, Nate, fit, Nate hates him. Yeah, Nate hates Lucas Perez, but Nate, Nate thinks Lucas Perez is the biggest piece of shit ever. Yeah, apparently Nate is just out to get him. But yeah. when Giroud is healthy, when he gets his big, That's when big toe fixed, numbers come alive. Yeah, I mean, like in the past, the rest of the team, except Alexis, would play so much better with Ollie. You know what I mean? When yeah. they're like playing off him, but Alexis was the one that suffered, so it's just so hard to tell what what's going to be. Yeah, I mean, Otsol's standard, you know, not really shooting that much, but you have to expect he's going to return regularly. He doesn't have an assist yet all season, which is very strange, but those will probably come. Uh, he had a lot of touches in the final third this past game week, and, you know, the fixtures look really great. I think Kazorla, I'm, I'm very out, off Kazorla. I mean, yeah, ever uh, since that much. first, yeah, ever since that first sub game where he got those two assists, he's just done actual blanked for Five five games in a row from open play, you just can't spend like close to eight million on a on a spot that's going to only return if the team gets a penalty. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even the money. It's also just like the value of a starting midfield position in general because there's so many good mids. You know, even if you're spending it on Iwobi or Walcott or you know the Townsend or someone, there's just such a higher percent chance that someone's going to outscore him. Because he only yeah. gets pens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Theo just looks great. And he's reborn. It's Feo's Fe- team now. Yeah, it's Feo's team now. I mean, he looks so good. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's only he's returned in uh, four of the six game weeks. Uh, his stats are good. He's he's taking a lot of shot attempts, and he's been playing almost 90. You know, I mean, Awobi's always the first mid-off, and then he usually does one of the holdings off, the holding midfielders off, but... Uh, Theo's been great at seven five. He's just such good value. But the one thing that you always have in the back of your mind is if Alexis goes back to wing and Giroud or Perez play, then there's only one spot for Theo or Awobi. So yeah, who know, did, it's still where does he tough. Go? But it was definitely promising this week. I think from Walcott perspective, to, like it felt like his burst was really, really back. Like he kept just like winning the short distance one-on-one sprints like over and over again he was just abusing um dave on the on the left side or theo's right side and it to me it kind of reminded me of how you were talking about bobby versus Mane last week and how like Mane against bad teams might just like be the his raw pace might just be the thing that unlocks a team and I don't know, they're about to play four really fucking bad teams in a row, and I feel like you can make a similar argument for Theo. Yeah, I think that definitely has holds some water. I mean, I definitely think Mane is technically a lot better skilled than Theo. It's not really too close. No, there, yeah, think, but it just means the I, style. I take your point. No, I take your point with the pace. It's... I agree. I think Theo looked better this game than I remember watching the few Arsenal games previously, but... It's still just a little bit nerve-wracking that he could get dropped at any point. It feels like it might be a transfer waiting to happen, but I think also at the same point, at the same time, like at seven five, when you look at someone, when I, I mean, I was doing a lot of stack comparisons between him and Ozil, and when he's taking, you know, three or four times the amount of attempts that Ozil is taking per game, and I mean, his his threat, he's just so threatening. Um, at two million less, I, I, that feels to me like I'd rather have Wally than than Ozil. I mean, I think there's no question. Like if 
But the, the you brought up two key points. I mean, it's the difference between like a daily game, like Renee Miller style daily fantasy fan duel or something like that. You go walk out of Roadsell every single time if you if he's starting. But that risk of him getting dropped to me was so massive that especially after a wild card when like you know ideally I'm setting up my team for the long haul. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I could take that risk. I mean, Giroud should be fit really, really soon. And as you mentioned earlier, you just never know with Wenger. I mean, like, he loves Ox. Ox could fucking come in. Uh, I don't know, you know? Like, Theo's going to play 90 in Champs League probably. Yeah, but he also loves Theo. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Like, but... he could have fucked Theo off every off season the last three years, and he hasn't done. Yeah, no. And now he's just donging for fun and he looks incredible again. Yeah, I mean it's just so, so hard to tell. We need to get a Wang, yeah. we need to get Wanger on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, Champions League lineup will be very telling. We'll see who he starts and who he rests. Uh they're playing Basel, so yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, Theo like uh That's how you do an Arsene Wenger impression. Start every okay. sentence with like uh and well uh The dead time. I don't have anything um, written out. I'm not going to just go in there. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, All right, so I think that's just a little insight into what we're looking at for Arsenal mid. It's it's and then Awobi. I mean, he's fucking cheap as fuck. He's under six mil. But I know I almost went Awobi uh, on wildcard. But as you as you said earlier, like he he plays like sixty minutes a week. Like it's just yeah. It's yeah, not, it's tough. He's it's, it's he's so always hard. the first level, and you have to think that Theo's going to keep his place over Awobi at this point. Yeah, like, you you'd have to assume so. You yeah. have to think that. So yeah, I think Alexis. I mean, I think Theo over Awobi is pretty clear. And I don't know five eight. Like I would rather have Snodgrass in that bracket, probably. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know. There's nailed, there's probably a bunch of guys that are being transferred out right now. I like I know Derek is getting rid of Erickson. And yeah. like getting someone like Theo right in that price bracket just sounds incredible to me. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm starting to go. And dude, you know, I fucking was bugging about Theo preseason. Yeah, I mean, you always do though, so it doesn't. Even yeah, that's <laughs> just white noise at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's just default setting. Um, Liverpool. So you have James, Penmaster at six mil, Lalana at seven mil. Coutinho at eight mil, Bobby a couple little little bumps up, eight point four, and then you have Mane at eight nine. Um, I mean, they put five past Hull. They look like world beaters. They look like title contenders. They have no Europe, no Europa League. They have no Champions League. They have no any fucking thing. I mean, we we both were like big 10, on Liverpool, and they have like ten straight good fixtures except for United. Yeah, we were both big on Liverpool and Wildcard. We both have Bobby, who's our weapon of choice. I doubled with Mane. But Coutinho, Lalana, and Milner all got double digits this week. And for, Ma- so for what me, do we- I did nothing. Yeah, for me, I just straight blank. So what what do we make of this? Well, on the Firmino front, that was that was like the big question. Like everyone on Twitter and shit was asking me, like, how do you play? Like, what the fuck happened? Blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, like, he had a standard Firmino game. He just didn't, you know, it's like assists are lucky because you need the guy to finish them. And he created a bunch of chances, most on the team, tied with Coutinho. He was in the box a lot. He had a bunch of shots. And 
I don't know, this game, he just happened to blank, and it feels so shitty. Like, I know my brother had Zlatan and Firmino. The team scored a combined nine goals, and neither of them returned, which just sucks. But looking at some stats, like, over his career, Firmino has a combined 61 goals and assists in his last 90 starts. So he returns in two-thirds of starts. And it's just like, with as good as we're going, where we could score like between three and five seemingly against anyone, and you got to still be happy with Firmino and just hang on. Don't go crazy. Transfer him out for like Coutinho or Lallana, and he's just going to he's gonna return. But if you have no Liverpool mids, is where it gets interesting because then you have to decide which one of them to bring in, and that gets a lot trickier. Um I wouldn't bring in Milner, even though I was thinking about it a while ago, kind of for the same reasons as you just brought up Asante. It's just you're guaranteeing a blank unless we draw a pen, which is just never something that you want to rely on with one of your precious attacking spots. But Lana's really interesting to me because against these park buses where the whole team just gets so far forward, like we mentioned earlier, Klein was in the attacking third the the entire game, basically. Like, Lallana was just, like, at the top of the box or in the box the entire game, even though, like, technically his his position is center mid. And saving that much money and getting someone like him, who's, you know, he's been great all year and Klopp loves him, and could be a sneaky good shout there. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, almost like it's not even worth thinking or talking about and just looking at your team structure and what price you can afford. Because I feel like you can make a very sensible argument for any of these midfielders. Yeah, I could argue for any of them, for sure. Any of them, easily, like very easily. Coutinho's stats, Firmino's stats, Mane's pace and stats, like Lana's price and stats, you know, everything. But... I mean, we. I still love Bobby. I mean, he's my he's my the love of my life. He's yeah. so happy. He's got his top knot. He's his pearly white teeth. I, th- I think so he bleached so this weekend too. Oh god, give me bleach. Like, could I possibly love you more? I mean, it's just it's, insane. It might be triple cat. Yeah, I mean, and but. then like, but like that's the thing is looking at it now. Obviously, me sitting here with Mane at eight nine. Or Firmino at eight. I mean, no, I mean, I didn't even consider not having Firmino. But Mane at eight nine. I was playing with his spot a little bit. If I fucking saved 0.7 and went to Coutinho there, I mean, I'd be fucking beating off every day. But you got to think that the points are going to be shared. All of these players are in and around the box the entire time, and they look like putting three plus past everyone. So I think it's a case where just don't make those lateral moves. Because I've seen a lot of like Firmino to Coutinho shouts. I hate it. It's a, yeah, it's just a lateral move. It's a waste of a transfer. They have basically the same outlook for points. I mean, I think Firmino has a significantly greater output. That's the thing. It's like those lateral moves are just so dumb because you're just you're you're just chasing points that have already happened. Yeah, you don't want to chase last week's points. That's that's just such a bad idea. Even if you don't think Firmino has a greater points potential, they're at minimum equal. I would argue that Firmino has a greater points potential just because you know his position. Probably more goals. Yeah, I mean, like even this week where. Coot had a fucking massive double World digit day. return and Firmino did nothing. Like Firmino like same amount of created chances in the box the whole game, had shots, etc. Like that's the more consistent way of scoring, not like a world yet from outside of the box. But 
Yeah, they're both going to score points. But they're I think the bottom line, points. yeah, the bottom line to me, I think, is that like there's not much between any of these four midfielders that we're talking about. Um, Firmino, Mane, Coutinho, and Lalana, and I think it's just a matter of what price bracket you're shopping in. Um, yeah, I do think Mane's got as many as possible, basically. Yeah, I do think Mane's got a hat trick in him soon. He always does every year. Yeah, out of, out of yeah, nowhere, Hattie. Yeah, I think it's it's coming soon. That'd be nice for you. I mean, I hope if Bobby blanks again, I'm gonna fucking break something. But <laughs> it's pretty impossible, no, honestly. He, he will. Yeah, he won't do. He's too. He's too good. He's too good. And then and dude, I mean, United home. That's the best fixture. Those are the games where they put six past. Those are the games where we go mental. I'm just yeah, they get up for it. Yeah, I'm just scarred from Mourinho's past against us. Um. So I mean, those were probably the two major, major talking points. But I think another thing is probably like little falling stars action where you have. Last week, a lot of people were on wild card. Hazard and Ibra both like triple and double dropped, I think, in price. Yeah. And those who sold were repaid because they both blanked. So, Costa what do you think too. about Costa in that mix, too? And yeah, he didn't Costa, drop, but he blanked. Yeah, he got a one pointer, which is even worse than blanking. Yep. What do you think about those kind of falling stars? I mean, it seems like there's such high point ceilings for so many of these players that. Maybe we're being too conservative of hits, and maybe chasing the form is more potent. Like I'm looking, a perfect case in point is Antonio. Like he had good form, but then West Ham just laid an egg against a, in my opinion, not very good Southampton side. Even though their defensive stats are okay, but West Ham look all over the shop. They still have a few good fixtures coming up, but is it silly to hold a player who's in bad form on a team that's even worse form? Versus jumping ship, even maybe for a hit for someone like an Arsenal player who maybe could put four pass this weekend, or you know what I mean? What do you, yeah. what do you think? I mean, again, I I think it's kind of overreacting. I mean, it's like it's so hard to describe form. Like the saying Antonio's out of form is like okay, at one not amazing game, he still his stats were still the best of either player in the game. Like, most touches in the box, like, shots, etc. But he just had one game where he didn't score. To say he's out of form, I think, is, like, kind of crazy. You know, because... You calling me crazy? Yeah, well, we're, we're both obviously crazy, so it's nothing new there. But, I mean, he's scored every one of the last four games. He can't score every game of the season. So, like, when does form start and when does form end? I, I don't know. I mean, I think you gotta give someone like Antonio Holm, Middlesbrough, even though West Ham are fucking reeling right now, you gotta give him at least one more game. Maybe if they fucking, the whole team sucks again, like they did last week, and they blank or whatever, then, okay, sure, I'll, I'll talk about like panic, panicking about Antonio and getting rid of him, but. No, if West Ham blanks home Burrow, I mean, he's out for a hit for me. Yeah, he's probably like I would out. take a hit to get rid of him. Yeah, because they're just you got to just get yeah, all your West Ham you, players out. You know that yeah, you know they're just horrible. But like taking a hit to him. get rid of Antonio right now just feels insane to me. Yeah, uh, it's pretty insane. I mean, it's just it's just an overreaction. It's just a knee jerk, I think. And yeah. Similar to chasing last week's points, you're doing the same thing with chasing 
away last week's blanks. You know, like you're just overreacting yeah. on one week. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, if it, someone who has Laton, they score four goals, he's not involved. Like, I'm sure many people are taking hits to get rid of him or whatever, doing yeah, crazy dropped, shit. I think he's double dropped in both back to back nights, basically. Yeah, which, you know, obviously sucks, but. To take a hit, to take four points, which is the difference at this stage in the game of like 50,000 places or something, when he has home stoke, that just seems fucking insane. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm on the stoke. border of transforming into talking head guy right now because, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, getting, the, getting the feels <laughs> a little bit. But, and it's not that, like, they're, if they're scoring four goals, that's a good thing for Zlatan. That's what people have to understand. Like, if they're free flowing and donging for fun, then yeah, he, he'll watch Rashford he track and not get any assists. Yeah, he'll hopefully assist Rashford's dons. That's what you're, that's what, that's best case scenario. He'll he'll get the flick on near post header on a corner to then Pogba's goal. Just give me something. I mean, like he still had good stats. He still had like. Some yeah, really good stuff. chances. He yeah. teed up Rashford on that one counter that Rashford sent to Rosette. Like, you can't overreact on that, even though, you know, we both got rid of him on wildcard and it doesn't feel good to have him right now. I mean, to take a hit, it just seems too, a step too far to me. I agree. I agree with that with Slotone. What about Hazard? I mean, he's got to fuck off, right? Yeah, he's probably gonna go. I mean, especially because especially because it's more similar to West Ham, where like the team is fucked. Yeah, the team is fucked, and like, he looks back to old, just like kind of floating around the game. Like, yeah, every once in season, a while he would have like a sick. Yeah, dribble. he'll take a pop at goal or something. But that was the thing that was interesting to me in the beginning. You know, opening four so fixtures like he was shooting a lot, and he wasn't just kind of fucking around outside of the edge of the box and making his little cheeky side passes like with his back heel. Like he was actually being direct. But yep. the last couple games to me it looks like he's back to old, just like nonchalant, not really he's just not direct. He just looks bad. Yeah, and, and I think it could be emphasized again that it's a team problem. And it's not, you know, with the opposite of Zlatan who just scored four goals and they look fine. Like the team is fucked up. Hazard got subbed off early. Hasn't looked that good the last few. Like that's really bad. Those are like telltale yeah. signs of like maybe he doesn't even start next game. Like Conte might have fucking stabbed him after that game. Who knows? Like Yeah, I mean he just dropped in price below his starting point and he returned in the first three game weeks. So I think that tells you all you need to know about what the what the people are doing. Conte's like, Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? Mm, he's gonna kill him. He's gonna fucking accident. Kill, death. murder, axe, accident. Yeah. Um. But so I, what else? Well, I, I wanted to talk, go back to United a little bit because they were, okay. you know, I mean they they returned Four to one. form against the champions. Is any other attacker other than Zlatan and Rashford safe? Yeah, I think Mata's a good shout. I think he's someone who is similar almost to like Son of last week. When you look at like, he looks good. Clearly, when the team is clicking, he's doing well. I mean, it's kind of like Son had a brace two games ago. You knew he was going to be nailed for the next start. And then he had another brace, and he's just doing his stats are great. 
um, Mata like stepped into that role that Rooney's been just so bad at, and then all of a sudden they bang four in, and a lot of, probably has to do with Rashford also this pace on the wing, but um, I think Mata at that price is probably a pretty cheeky punt. But at the same time, like, would you want him over like Theo at the same price with Theo's fixers? Like, fuck no. Yeah, I guess you can't do that. But it is a fun little sexy punt. Like, no, it's definitely at Liverpool. That's that's those sexy. are two great attacking fixtures. I think it's definitely a a shout. I think Mata is definitely a shout. Yeah, as well, much as Jose hates him, you can't deny how the team looked this last game versus how they've looked in you know the few games prior with Rooney and and shit. Like, yeah, and one thing I, about Jose is all he cares about is winning. So like, sure he hates Mata. Mata probably hates him as he should, but. You know, they play better with Mata, and they win more with Mata, so he should play. Yeah, and, her, and like Herrera was good at the base, and finally Fellaini's been dropped. Oh he my should god, never, that's he the biggest change play. of the team. Yeah, that was big. I still don't know what Schweinsteiger has to do to get a game because I think he's complete class at the base of the midfield. I think he would really also transform. Um, but Pogba playing a little more four, they look good. I mean, they look really good. I think I think Paul's probably a shout, but he's just really expensive. I think they like cut Schweinsteiger or something. I don't think he's even no, on the um, team anymore. Did I say Schweinsteiger? I meant Schneiderlin. Oh yeah, yeah, you meant Schneiderlin. What did I say? You said Schweiny. Uh, I'm a little, a little, little, little. Yeah, how many beers in are we talking? Uh, five. Five? Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> what about um Shaw? He's, that's a lot of talk right now because, I mean, we don't he's know right. really the extent of the injury. Maybe we'll get some info um, in the midweek game and the Friday pressers, but Blind had like a fucking blinder worldy at left back, and he was taking corners, and he was just so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really have an argument that Blind is a better left back than Shaw. Like, they, yeah. he just... I don't, I don't. I can't take that. That's I what. Think. That's what I said to people on Twitter. But yeah, if if Blin actually nails that down and takes corners, that's a festival. Yeah, I I just can't in my wildest dreams imagine that happening. But is Blin and Shaw better than Valencia and Shaw? No. <laughs> Valencia is better than Valencia is better than both of them. I know Valencia just has been having some fuck ups lately. So I don't know. Yeah, just no, talking points. Talking points. No, no, you're fine. I, I mean, I love Valencia so much, but I think Shaw's pace and what he offers them, the width and the pace, is just Blind is just like a little. He's like Joel Ward, but a little bit better. Like he's like a slow, probably won't make too many fuck ups. Like just fucks around a little bit, and he never finds a good position. Yeah, he, he's but, a jogger. He jogs around. Yeah, he's a jogger, but it's like he's playing on United, so his his foibles will be covered by the class of players that are around him. But no, I mean Shaw's a Shaw's a really class left back. Like I'm not taking that argument. Yeah, he's, he's very very good. Yeah, he should walk back in. Um. Yeah, I think what that's I, the majority of the the big talking points. I mean, Son is just keep sunning. Well, should we talk about or should we just be so happy about the Kapoo blank? Uh, we can just be happy. We don't. I feel like yeah. it's that kind of thing where we can just like drop the mic and just be like, "Yep, yeah, neither of us have him. Of course not." Yeah, I mean, he actually had better stats today than any individual game so far. That's scary. Yeah, I think he had like more, you know, the touches in the box, like blah blah blah. I mean, bullshit, they but. they went insane the last like. 30 of that game where they just brought on attacker after attacker. So 
makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but um, he was stationed, you know, like where Barami normally is in the second half, just shielding the back four, and he just looked like what we knew he was as a central defensive midfielder. So the points are going to dry up. So I, I just I feel bad for anyone that went forward with maybe a wild card last week, putting him in as their fourth midfielder or whatever, but. He's he's got to be the fifth mid, and it feels good to have cashed in on the price rises. Granted, it's one blank, and sure he could come back and score a goal next week, but you can't feel good starting a defensive midfielder week in week out ever, unless yeah. if he's a defender playing out of position. Yeah, exactly. It's just not a good situation. Yeah. What do you make of Everton? Last thing. I mean, I don't know if they had like skeleton in the closet or ghost in the graveyard from their horror show at Bournemouth last year. Remember that wild game that they blew like late, late on when they were up, they were up, they were down, they tied, they lost. Like I, the only reason I don't remember is because they blew every game last year. Yeah, no, they, I think it was like a four, three loss or something when they were down three, two or something. And yeah, then that sounds really had a worldie, yeah. and then they were going crazy. And then it was stoppage time and Bournemouth yes. scored like the winner or something. Yes. I do remember that. But, yeah. But they, they just looked like fucking shit. I don't know how Bournemouth bosses that game. I don't know how Everton looked so good all season. And they go into one of the worst defenses in the league and just lay a goose egg. But, I'm not going to overreact. I mean, I still feel fine having like Lukaku, but um, it felt really good to not have an Everton defender, even though Coleman got two bonus points somehow. With, uh, I mean, that was one of their th- three good fixtures over the next like nine, basically, or eight or something. And I didn't feel good about them keeping a clean sheet, and they didn't. So I, that that validated my yeah, gut. Yeah, this was but, one of the ones that you were like banking on if you brought in a bunch of Everton. Yeah, players. and I mean, home Bournemouth is a lot better than at Bournemouth, but you got to expect clean sheet against Bournemouth if you're a, a top, you know, sixth side. But um, and I don't know. Bournemouth was Bournemouth was just like Liverpool style, like all over the place. Everyone was pressing. Everyone was fast. They looked really good. I love Everton Eddie just, He's so good. Yeah, He's going to yeah, manage Everton a big just, team one day. Yeah, for sure. Everton just didn't know what to do. They just got completely outplayed off the pitch. and It was a really bad loss. I mean, if they have those kinds of aspirations, then they need to be doing teams like Bournemouth away. And uh, to be held to zero goals and that fixture is a bad job for them. Yeah, I think Nate texted us on the day of just their... The, the Bournemouth defense are just putting together a master class of just blocking and clearing absolutely everything. So congrats to them. Good job. Even yeah, no, it's a nice bench. one. Yeah, it's a nice one for Bournemouth. Like they're mid table now. They they're I mean they're f- safely up. But we were also texting. I don't know what the fucking Max Gradle has to do to get in that side. I wish he could get in on that side. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so annoying. Yeah. I don't know. All right, All let's right, go let's ahead look. to uh, game week seven shit. Captains yeah. cleans. So captains, I mean, we have Cooney Coons at the lane. I think captains are starting, so interesting this week. Yeah, people are starting to waver and start talking about Alexis, Laton, this and that. I mean, I have not even a little bit considering not captaining Aguero. Oh wow, really? Okay, uh, it's not even in my like sp- like mental space. It's automatically on Aguero. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, but I also don't have Alexis. 
I would maybe consider Alexis, even though Burnley at home do look a good defensive side. I don't know. I mean, Spurs are arguably the best defense in the league at home. That's a They're a little bit they dire out, Rose out. Yeah, mm. they are a little bit banged up, but I, I feel like Rose is probably just sitting until this yeah, game. Yeah. He's a fullback anyway. It doesn't really affect him. I they, just... Yeah. Pat, like, Kuhn, come on. Like, he's off a brace. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? He's yeah, gonna, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'll keep it on Kuhn. I mean, yeah. I, as I said, I don't have Alexis, but... There are arguments to be made for. There's so many good teams playing bad teams this week. Yeah, I just feel like three nil City wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean after what they did to, like, no, not at all. Like, Spurs are they have like Jansen. I mean, Son is like in form, but it's like fucking fuck out at wing. Like he's not used to these games and like. Erickson, they're so lightweight. Dyer out. Like I think that's a big loss for them in the midfield. I feel like. I feel like it's just going to be like a 70%, 60% possession game for City, and Aguero is just going to be everywhere as usual. Yeah, KDB out's not great for him, but yeah, you're probably right. They'll just He's so easily replaceable. They play Gunduan. They have Silva push him up a little bit more. Yeah, they'll bring in like Silva and Sané or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it's just... There's no real like fixture that I'm not gonna captain Aguero. I feel like it just yeah. With the form that they're in, it seems that way. Yeah, I mean he just came back from his little break after having hat tricked in the Champions League game, and then brace like he has how many fucking goals does he have this season? Like ten. Yeah, he has in so like, many in like six games or something. Yeah, he has. Like, yeah, it's, it is something close to that. It's fucking absurd. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean that's where I'm at. I I, I yeah. can't see pass. I yeah. I, get, I mean, no one doesn't really doesn't have Aguero, but I am seeing a lot of Zlatan love. But I still don't love that. I I don't think Stoker are a doormat anymore. They played really well this weekend against a shitty team in West Brom. But I think they're they're on the up, and obviously that's a better on paper fixture than at like the best defensive team in the league. But I still just have so much more faith in Aguero it's, and and Pep's their attack. It's it's not. Close That's the thing. Me. It's yeah. just Pep and City. I was talking yeah. to uh, Petra, f- friend of the pod, about it because she's going to this game, and even through talking to her about the game, it was just like she was like, oh, I don't know who to who to root for because I don't really give a fuck about either of these teams. And I was like, I'm pretty sure your jaw's just going to be like on the floor the entire time watching City because they're just like so good and seem like such a cut above every other team right now. Yeah, Cooney. Wait, Cooney is, Coon. is there a fucking Hillary Donald happening right now? Yeah, the debates tonight. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that, bro. Yeah, I captain fuck. Hillary. Fuck. <sighs> That's nice. <laughs> Queens, yeah. Um, like yeah, I said earlier, I there's mean, so many good teams playing bad teams that it's one of those weeks where we're going to list every team as keeping it clean, and we're probably going to get none. Well, let me let me tell you the teams that will not keep a clean sheet: Sunderland because I will be starting one of their defenders; Watford because I will be starting one of their defenders; Leicester I will be starting one of their defenders; and Liverpool I will be starting one of their defenders. So those are four locks at no clean sheets this weekend. Yeah, and I'm starting Arsenal, so add them to the list. Okay. So that leaves Locks us four with... clean sheets will be Stoke, because I will be benching one of their defenders, and Swansea, because I will be benching one of their defenders. Yep, City will probably keep it clean, because I'm benching Kolarov. 
Um, Everton will probably keep it clean because neither of us have him, and we talked shit on them this week. Um, so that leaves West Brom clean sheet for sure because we don't have one of them. Bournemouth probably clean sheet. Well, Boric, huh? Meh. Uh, I don't know if I'm starting Boric or Pickford. Pitford. Yeah, I mean, Pitford's home West Brom. It's so much better. Yeah, but I'm starting him, so he won't keep a clean sheet. So you should maybe start. So should start. I hedge life and start Boric? No, because that's me and you. We have different lives. Fuck me, dude. I don't know. That's that's for like that's an actual coin messaging. flip. Like I'm just gonna like it doesn't matter what I do. If you bench another goalie clean though, and the other guy doesn't get a clean, that's gonna be a problem for you. And it's gonna happen. So uh, maybe for you, do. just as a gift, I'll start Boric so you get a Pickford <laughs> clean. Or does uh, our like negative like voodoo doll shit cancel each other out? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that's cleans for your, for this week, folks. Fucking yeah. disaster. I'm getting a little bit sad right now. I'm a little yeah. bit hungry. Well, let's talk about your transfer, and then I think we're done. So I'm probably saving because I have no injuries, but you have a big injury, KDB. So Yeah, I mean, it was the kind of thing that I had a lot of energy in my draft to keep enough in the bank to do a straight swap from De Bruyne to Alexis. But when the Lovren news happened, my I started fucking my shit up. So I ended up having point. I was point one away from doing De Bruyne to Alexis, and then Alexis rose last night. So I'm now I'm point two away. So that's a little bit out of reach. But um, I really don't know what to do. Like I, I, I want Alexis. I hate Antonio. I don't know. I might just do De Bruyne to Feo. Yeah, I think. Feo, Ozil, and and Sterling are like your your options, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make that much sense to me to get Sterling ahead of that Spurs. Yeah, Um, but you're keeping Sterling for forever. No, no, yeah, I would, I would do, but I think Antonio is a short life, and he would turn into Sterling. Uh, I see what you mean. Next week, you know. So, but now you don't feel good about Atspurs? Like one minute ago, you felt great about Atspurs. No, I mean, I do for Aguero, but like. Yeah, it's different. Raz, category. it could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I still don't know what he's doing. His um, goal was so fucking exciting. Yeah, it was so good. Just but it's the kind of thing. Him. Yeah, I expose. But it's the kind of thing, like, on paper, it's not a good fixture, so. Do I want to transfer in a player before that when I could wait and then get someone up from Arsenal's playing fucking Burnley? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. Tough. Even though Sterling's Sterling's banging him in, but so is Theo. I don't know. Yeah, to me, Sterling. I mean, he he's only not returned in one game, and that was that weird derby. He came off from fifty nine, like whatever. Yeah. Every it, other it also, game, he's just been godly. Yeah, it also might be dictated for me to see the midweek games. I mean, we're we're potting on Monday before Champions League, so yeah. If maybe like Sterling is rested or Walcott's rested, then that might make me want that player more for the weekend. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I but I'm also on, in the back of my mind, just like, yes, we talked earlier about Antonio hit mental, but like, I don't, I don't even want him. I didn't want him yesterday. I didn't want him before he blanked. Like I don't want him. So maybe I just bite the bullet, take the hit, and get two guys I really want. I, I, I hate that move so much. All right, I won't do it. I, won't do it. <laughs> I mean, you still might. 
No, I, I won't. If you don't, if you hate it that I much, I think then it's I really do dumb. It. Yeah. No, it's dumb. It's emotional, but um, yeah, I think I think Walcott's maybe. I think I like Walcott a little bit more than Mesut Ertz. Do you like Walcott? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I do. I mean, do you really like Theo? You fucking love Theo. Are you no, kidding, I mean, dude? You, you're obsessed with Theo. You talk about him every time there's any opportunity to talk about him. That's true. Every like every time there's an Arsenal game on, our text thread is just you being like, fair. Yeah, it's true. Just so, getting. I mean, I, I might need to just follow my my dick and just yeah, just go for fair. Yeah, exactly. Just whatever gets you the most al dente, just go towards it. Well, then I would triple cap him this week, but I'm not going to do Whoa, that. Whoa, bro. You could, though. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like Mane, where I'm like, Feo has hat trick in him. Like, he's done before. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Otsel's cap is like... Hat trick of assists. Yeah. Ugh, God. Now I'm getting a little bit sad. That Theo turn... Where he like yeah, that it was like flick on turn on the touchline was I think like the sickest moment of the year, maybe. Yeah, it's so cool when they do that little like side touch and then just spin. It's great. Yeah, the flick ons are just like that gets me fucking wetter than anything else. It's just like like no one else on either team was even running because they thought like obviously this ball's going out of bounds. And then he just yeah. like little like boom. And just everyone's Little. like breath immediately gets taken away, and he's just off. It was so fucking sick. Yeah. I remember Suarez did the same thing like two years. Yeah, ago he does us. that shit all the time. Yeah, I fucking you know I love him. Yeah. Um, but it's then it's also with Walcott. I like keep thinking about just price. Like, why does price play into my thought process? Where I'm like, why would I keep all that money in the bank? Like, Otzel's more expensive. I can afford him. I should get him. But like, fuck Otzel. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like that d- price does not matter. Yeah, and like we learned okay. that last year when for the first half of the season, having a team with a ninety million budget or eighty million budget was better than a hundred million. But it's just you don't have to spend all your money, and just doing a a one one week move to like Sterling or Theo, and having that many millions in a free transfer for after an international break just can't be bad. You know, something's yeah. gonna happen on international break, and you'll you'll yeah, have probably. Money. Yeah, probably will do. So yeah, probably KDB to either Walcott, Otzel, or Sterling will be my transfer. Love it. Love it, dude. Yeah, I wish I could save. Yeah. Kevin? Kevin? I'd say start four defenders, but that's just automatic. Even less points. Uh, that's four defenders is like maybe four points net at home Max. Yeah. Yeah. All right, check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Buy stickers at fmlpl.com slash store. Email us at fmlpl at Gmail. Join our league, like on Facebook, right on iTunes. Share. Sports Social Podcast Network.